Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Throw me the ball and watch what I do with it. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of your favorite college baseball podcast, Believe in College Baseball, with your host, I am Alan Stiles, joined by Orlando Razo. If you're listening to us, you're probably listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Player, Luminary. But if you didn't know, you could listen on all those platforms. Now you know. And while you're there, please be sure to download all of our previous episodes, subscribe, and rate us give us five stars if you like us if you don't like us don't give us five stars but at least let us know why throw us a comment orlando you know the last couple weeks it's been me and you just playing tea party talking about a lot of different stuff but you came through again with the guest why don't you tell the good people the good listeners what we have on deck for them today we said we would have a guest we said we were, were men of our word you know, we're, we cater to the listeners. We cater to what you guys want. We're doing this for you guys, all right? We're doing it for you. And today we have an extremely special guest. He's a freshman All-American. He's actually the owner of a 0.00 ERA. Left-handed pitcher from the University of Texas, representing Eldorado Hills. Actually, he's representing both Eldorado Hills and Texas because he li- he's lived in both places. But nonetheless, neither here nor there. Pete Hansen, everybody. Pete Hansen, left-handed pitcher from Texas. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you taking. How are we doing? Well, yeah, happy to it be was on. Uh, it was an all right freshman campaign for you. Um, you know, you you came out of the gates pretty decent. <laughs> so I guess where we're going to start, and we we know each other from from the previous summer. You know, I was. Uh, I was your coach. I was uh, your mentor. I was everything that. No, I'm 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 completely kidding. Um, I was gonna say <laughs> that's a tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spiritual guider, um, sermon giver. But anyway, Pete, you know, I, I met you last summer, and I couldn't have been, you know, blown away more blown away with with what I saw. Um, so just going back to last summer. And for the listeners at home, it's a team called the Pacific Union Financial Capitalists. Go look it up. They're now called the Stone Caps, um, the elite of the elite incoming freshmen. I was blessed to to be able to coach that team and be with some of the, not just the best players, but um, some of the best kids. Uh, and Pete was, was, one of, was one of our best pitchers. Um, so Pete, can you go back to last summer, you know, before you get on campus and, and talk about what you learned and, and kind of what you, Orlando, what, you what league through. is that for the listeners? So it's independent. We're, we're completely independent. We play, played a whole college schedule. So these guys, gotcha. these incoming freshmen are getting to, uh, getting their first dose of competition against guys that are way older than them. 
So Pete, talk about gotcha. how that was kind of an adjustment and talk about some stuff that you, that you took away from, from playing older guys. Yeah. I mean, it, that was the beauty of last summer was I was surrounded by guys that were in similar situations as me as going to be incoming freshmen. Um, we all were, didn't really know what to expect. Obviously it's a different level that we're getting into college baseball's different animal in itself. And, um, Definitely, it, it was a lot quicker than I uh, had anticipated, but I knew going in that uh, it was going to be going to be something different. And I, I just prepped myself. I didn't get to play my high school season. I was like hurt my whole spring season, so I I wasn't playing baseball before that. Got my innings in in the summer, and uh, you know it, w- it was awesome having you you as my coach and just guiding me through that. I mean, you've been there, and you know what it takes, and. Uh, it was an outstanding summer, and I think it honestly attributed to the spring I just had 100%. I, w- I would uh, oh, attribute no, it to Pete. that. You gave Definitely. Orlando what he wanted. Yeah, you know, he's saying he's a mentor, all these things. All he wanted was to be part of the reason you are a freshman All-American, and you gave it to him. You gave it to him so quickly, so quick. I, within I the first three minutes him, of the call. That was great. That was yeah, yeah. Orlando's like, all right, interview yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, let's cut it out now. Um, yeah, so – You go through the summer and like you kind of talked about, didn't get to pitch that much senior year. Let's talk about, obviously, we're going to get into where you go to school a little bit more, University of Texas, because people like you are kind of like unicorns to me. You know, you see them on TV. They're playing for these for these dream schools. But I don't know if I've met very many people like while they're at said dream school. So you might Mm -hmm. be the first. Why don't you talk about? high school prior to getting, uh, prior to your injury, how you ended up at University of Texas. I know Orlando said you were born in Texas, then came out to California, plenty of schools in California. Why don't you talk about that process and how you landed on Texas? Not that it's that difficult of a decision to make per se, but why don't you get into that a yeah. little bit? I, it's, it's weird um, being committed there in high school just because being from, being from California, like in the baseball world, we know, we know what UT baseball means. Like we know how we were and like the history of it. But like, I would tell people like, they'd be like, Oh, like first off, they would say, where are you going to college? Like I've been committed for three years and like, they didn't know where I was going. Like they didn't know I was playing baseball in college mm-hmm. and that's just sports in California in general. Um, like nobody really cares that much about it, but uh, and I would tell them like, I'm going to Texas and they'd be like, Oh, like you're going to TCU. Like, that's so cool. And I'm just like, no, I'm not, I'm going to like UT. Like, you, you, I've seen you wear like a t-shirt with a longhorn on it. They're like, what a cool t-shirt I wear. Like it, it's, a, people have a weird perception. Like they just don't know really what UT is, but I've, I've been a big fan of UT my whole life. Um, I was born in Texas. So like I grew up watching the longhorn and stuff like that. It was always a dream of mine. Um, got offered and it was, uh, I mean, there's a funny story behind that. It was like a Twitter DM. One of my, one of my uh, teammates, dads, I was always talking about how I really wanted to go there. And he like shot our like, Instagram a DM and they like told the coaches can watch my area codes is super, super awesome. Like, like you said, unicorn, right, that was story. a unicorn yeah. story. Um, no, I'm not encouraging kids to DM coaches and stuff like that. I mean, it might work, but it was, well, yeah, if you throw four pitches for shot. strikes, but, um, um, and like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a lefty too. And like, I was, I had all these packed all schools. They were, they were up for it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what they said. That's what they led with. Um, yeah, I mean, it was always a dream of mine to go to UT, and yeah, obviously the opportunity arose, but um, 
I wanted to play in, in the big in a big school in a big atmosphere. And we had our 2020 class actually got demolished by the draft, but our incoming class. Um, but we had like four California kids committed. And I, I, I was one of the, I was a big reason why they came here kind of just seeing that a kid from California can come to UC and make it and have a good time and make it feel like home. Um, it, it was tough though. I would say, I mean, it helps with my dad moving, moving out here. So I'm a I'm Texan now. Um, but man, I, I, I love it. I, I love UT. You, and it's, you it's also a great like, uh, there's always that those travel ball tournaments and you played NorCal, right? Okay. Yeah. There's those travel ball tournaments too. Mm. And you see where, everyone's kind of breaking out the knee pads, you know, like this guy's committed here. This guy's, you know, committed here. It does. I'm sure you got like some looks cause no one from NorCal's ever, it's mostly just PAC 12 and, you know, big West guys. So I'm sure you had, you know, a t- like yeah. when you went to those big national, those PG, uh, the PG world series and all that stuff, you probably did get some weird kind of like, Hey bro, like what, why'd you want to come out here? Like, I'm sure you got tons of weird, you know, weird questions yeah. like that. It was, it was weird. Um, also, in the sense because, especially school at UT, they don't really need to recruit out of state. So most of the kids are from Texas. So like, nobody is really out of state. Like there, there might be a kid from like Louisiana. We have a kid in my class from there, um, but mostly Texas kids. So like, I was pitching at area codes, and uh, I, I really don't think we had one other kid going to Tennessee, but everyone else is Big West Pac-12 like that. And my coach tells me, he's like, you're going to start the game against the Texas Rangers. I was just like, oh, are you serious, dude? Like, I didn't met any of the UT kids. Half the team was committed there. <laughs> right, I got to go shove it down these kids' throats, I guess. Like, my future teammates. And I've, I've never met any of these kids. Um, I ended up walking one of my roommates, and he still gives me shit to it about this day. But uh, that was, like, my first little glimpse of my, my, my future teammates. But, yeah, I mean, it, everyone was pretty confused and why I was going there. But, I mean, my first answer is always, like, I was born, born a Texan, and it's always been my dream school. So I, I would have hated myself if I didn't go. Yeah, that's weird. That's, that's weird to me. I mean, I mean especially, especially because of the Pac-12 schools. I mean, UCLA is always really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were up there too. I, I was pretty close to going right. to UCLA and Arizona. Like those, those yeah. are great. I mean, they're always, yeah. they're always in it, but it's not like the Pac-12 has been tearing up the World Series lately. So that's, yeah. it's interesting. And obviously, yeah. um, and w- we can get into this a little later. I mean, me and Orlando did some talking about the Big 12 when there was a season going on and Texas Tech is trying to be the Big 12 big boys. I mean, they're really trying for it. I, I know with yeah. the shortened season, I don't even know who, if any of your rivals you got to face yet, but uh, I would love to kind of get your mm-hmm. thoughts on, um, yeah, I guess the the status of the Big 12. Is it, you know, being Texas and being the historical big dogs, you know, in baseball when it comes to the Big 12, is that, I guess the thing about when you go to a big school, new rivalries get created right? You're always the constant, but okay, TCU is pretty good right now. So that's a rivalry. Okay. Texas Tech is good right now. So that's a rivalry, but it's almost like you guys are all are grandfathered into the rivalry just because of how well you usually do. So I don't even know, I guess Oklahoma, and I know that it is in football. Is that for all sports? 
Well, that, that's the that's the beauty about the Big Twelve is I mean, kind of everyone mm-hmm. has a chance, especially in baseball. Like, I mean, think about the teams. We got Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma was really good this year. TCU, uh, Texas Tech. I mean, I mean, just solid teams throughout. So I mean, it, it's kind of any, anyone's year every year, but uh, history shows that long it does come out on top. But um, we got to one of, one of our current rivals, like Arkansas. We play them a little bit. We got to play them. That was like one of my like. Uh, first that was at the, the Shriners, say, right? But, um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, you anime. had that one. You had that one Instagram video yeah, that you so posted cool. of uh, you like punching someone's ticket and then uh, giving. Like, it was kind of a. It was the brief. <laughs> you you kind of do that. We'll get back into your arrival on campus in a second. But you do this thing where it's like you're not a dick to them but after you strike them out it's it's a split like some people are real assholes about it like they'll like stare the guy down like um kennedy from fullerton um the guy he was on our our caps team as well he'll stare the guy down and just pretty much like wave him goodbye with you it's like a split like second where you're just kind of like and it's like not it's like a smirk it's like a little smirk like gotcha like just gotcha see ya go sit down but like, so that's what, that's exactly your like strikeout move that it's a good move. It's a good signature move to have. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, right after I did that, I like screamed at the top of my lungs right, and then just put do. on then a straight face. It's next pitch, baby. Like, yeah. Then it's next pitch. Then I it's just next let it all out in that moment. <laughs> um, so let's, let's kind of backtrack. You know, we, we talked about the summer. You get on campus, you, you left early for the summer, you know, because you, you went into summer school to acclimate, which I think is, is great that, that Texas does that. Um, I've seen that with uh, – do they do that with all yeah. their freshmen pretty much? Okay. Yeah, yeah. so that's a yeah, great idea. Most you know, get you acclimated there. to campus. What's the biggest adjustment you're making, you know, as you're getting in the, um, the swing of things in the fall as well as, you know, off the, off the field where you have classes now, like you're in – college i noticed your major's undeclared so you got to figure that out um but you know what what was that adjustment like i think the main thing is food honestly i mean i got a little taste of playing summer ball but like we had to cook our own meals like during the summer and that was tough at least like my roommates kind of owned up to it and like we, we took turns and we had some good stuff but i mean being a d1 athlete like you can't just eat ramen noodles every day like you gotta you gotta get chicken breasts and like get good greens and like good stuff like that so i think that was the biggest difference I had to make and then not that I didn't clean up at my house but like nobody's going to be there to clean up for you and I definitely felt that with my roommates too as well like they're used to their moms doing everything for them like mm-hmm. so that, that was definitely I mean living on your own and, and it's like that that's what was, you know going going away to college and living on your own and I'm glad I got that taste in the summer and got it out of the way before school started I mean the first day of school and I felt like I'd already been there for six months like right. I was totally acclimated to everything and it, it was awesome I recommend going to summer school for every kid. Like it was got ahead of my credits, you know, took two classes. So Still it, was, it was money. I'm, oh, <laughs> I'm going to do sports management. That's, that's, that's what I've. He's got plenty of time, Orlando. Leave him alone. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of, right. Well, speaking of Everyone plenty of time, um, you know, obviously it was a shortened season for a reason with the pandemic. And I'm wondering now, you know, you're a freshman All-American. Couldn't you technically be a freshman All-American twice? Yeah, right. so I'm awesome. still a freshman. Right. Gonna, you could be yeah. a two-time freshman yeah. All-American. That's a great question, by the way, Alan. Great investigatory work. I, I, might be, uh, I might be draft eligible next year, too. So I'd be a Whoa, draft eligible why? freshman. Are you going to be 21? 
because I'm it, it's like within I, I don't oh, know the wow. date or it's like within 30 days of the draft Damn. or something wow like so you July, could maybe. be the first mm-hmm. ever I, i'm sure there's been right well a bunch of kids on my team are like that too i mean baseball's lower age matters yeah. and, most and guys are you know old, we've so. talked about it before the draft was just a couple weeks ago with that being said as well obviously when you post a zero era you're going to be on high on uh the you know the the, the draft trackers and things like that but you know we're starting to move away from the the 40 rounds we don't know the next time we're going to have a 40 round draft so i know again at a a big school like texas that's a a lot of the players probably go fairly early in the draft but i'm sure that's on everybody's mind as well because even i mean if next year there's only 20 rounds even you know you could have a really good player that was going to go in the 22nd now they're coming back so that that'll be yeah, that'll be really interesting. Um, so after everything happened and we all knew the season was getting canceled, I mean, it's one thing. We, I was just talking to Orlando about this in the pre-show. We've had on college players that have been um, – we haven't had on any freshmen. We've had on minor leaguers, coach, college coaches, and upperclassmen. We haven't had on any freshmen. Talk about as a freshman – you arrive on campus, not only do you arrive, you're rolling, uh, and all, all of a sudden, hey guys, uh, we can't play no more. You know, <laughs> the season is canceled. What yeah. what went through your mind? Were you looking towards the upperclassmen? Like, did you talk with the other freshmen? Take us through how that went down. Dude, that, that like week was just like a roller coaster because it was, Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was like the same week that Kobe died. And this, I think it, it, was, it was, it was after, super close yeah, to that. A little, but, a little after. Uh, yeah, it was after, but it was like, yeah. it was still fresh in our minds uh, when, when they came down. But um, we, so we were all super upset about that. And our head coach had a pretty good relationship with um, the Orange Coach College. Uh, college uh, Altabelli, Coach Altabelli. Do you know yeah. his name? Yeah. Um, Altabelli. And one of our, one, we had a Juco transfer that was Jeez, played from the previous year. So like, struck home with our family especially like we were all hurting and we're all devastated because that and then we um we show up for practice they cancel our weekend series new mexico i think this is on the thursday i want to say right before so new mexico had just flown in actually and then they basically told them head back um they just canceled the weekend series like we're going to push it back not canceled um push it back postponed and then we're at practice and my coach is on his phone and it's just me and another guy. I don't remember who it is. And we're just talking to him. He's on Twitter. He's like, they just canceled the College World Series. Like, they, they just shut that down. So it's just like, what are we playing for, basically? And we're the only people oh. that know, too. We're all at practice. Wait, you couldn't, like, tell so, anyone? Like, kinda, like, you didn't want to make the I, announcement. You could have been, yeah, you could have been, like, whoa. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that's what it was like. It was like, <laughs> this is going to destroy everyone's day. Like, this is heavy news, dude. So I was like walking around and like just having like normal conversations and I was in center field. I'm shagging off obviously. And one of our center field center fielders out there and we're just like talking and I was just like, yeah, man, like they, they just canceled the call to the series. And he was a senior too. He's like, are, you're telling me like my season's oh. over. Like, are, are you telling me that right now, Pete? I'm just like a freshman. Like, right. <laughs> I, I wasn't laughing about it, but I was just like, oh, that's so heavy, man. Like he's like, are you telling me my like senior season's over? Like, I'm done. And I was just like, just emotions. Like, and then he told everyone and then like the whole team called us yeah. all in the dugout. Like 
Oh, it was I can't so imagine what happened if you would have just been the one to call the team meeting. Like, bring it up, guys. <laughs> bring it up. Like, big announcement. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's always go next right year. into the We're next good. year speech. Yeah. No, man, that's – I'll see uh, you guys later. <laughs> that's insane. For It was super heavy, yeah. The most – I don't know if that guy's going to have a year of eligibility left, whatever. But that's got to be that, – that's the biggest thing. That's exactly, like, what I turn to is just – how do you comprehend that as, because you may be a senior, dude, you're still 22, 23 years old. Like you're still a kid and being able to just be uh, and like, just getting that yeah. news of saying, yeah, um, there's a, a global pandemic uh, and, and you can't play baseball anymore. Like that is unfathomable to me. <laughs> it didn't seem real. When our told us. Like it was like some world war Z stuff. Like there's zombies taking over the earth. Like in, it was just something way bigger than us. We all had to understand, but like, right. there's like, dude, this can't right. be real. Wow. That's tough. That's tough. Um, as, as I'm going to do my best to, to pivot to actually talking some pitching. Cause that was, you know, I could talk about, I could talk about nothing for days. I've told Alan this, I could talk about literally nothing for days. You knew that from our pitcher huddles. Um, but I can talk about pitching for hours and hours and hours. Um, you know, you're, you're obviously a very analytical guy. Can you go through any adjustment that you made, uh, I guess, prior to the season or something that you were working on? And then, you know, obviously it's pretty fucking hard to improve on a 0.0 ERA, but something that you're trying to take into next year with you. Um, just because I, I remember talking to you in the fall and, and you told me, you know, I'm, I'm working on this, I'm working on this. But, yeah, go into, uh, I guess, what prepared you for – for this season and beyond. And I, I think it, it attributes to summer, but I'm, I'm all about the mental game. I mean, that, that's, that's something that we take pride in at UT, especially, but I, I take pride in myself. Um, I developed it in the fall, just basically, I mean, we have this motto, like own the dish, kind of like, don't feel comfortable in our box. Like you can't feel comfortable in our stadium basically. Um, but and, and that's something it's, it's, it's never ending. It's something you always got to work on. I mean, adversity is going to come your way all the time. Like it's, it, it doesn't matter what you've done. It's all about what you're doing. And I, I think that that's one thing that I owned up in the fall. And I mean, my first time on that mound, like I was rattled. Like I was, my deal too was I was, I was worried about what the fans were going to think about me and you can never do that. And and I was worried about like, Oh, am I throwing hard? Are they, do they think I'm throwing hard enough? Like, and this, this was in like, we were playing a Juco and like, it didn't matter really for anything. So it's, that's, that's what it was for. It's like to get your nerves out of the way, basically. Um, so I did that and I, I like, I basically shit my pants like on the mound. I, I did all right, but like I was messed up like mentally. And I, I, I learned from that experience and just learned that like, I mean, don't just set these expectations for yourself that you have to be like what everyone wants. Like just honestly, just be yourself. And that's kind of what I've I tell myself every day like just be yourself man like it, it's not it's not good enough I mean obviously it's good enough but like obviously try to be the best but I mean just be yourself and it, it'll work out and that's just something I try to own um I mean yeah that that's just I'm just all about the mental game and well that's the the fact that you said that yeah. like my my literal next question was at what point <laughs> and I don't know I have to rephrase it now but I'm just gonna read it because whatever it's my podcast um at what point did you realize all i have control over is 
Like, I don't have any control when the ball leaves my hand. All I can focus on is my routine, my preparation, yeah. my, like you say, my mental game and my trust, like my trust in myself that I'm going to execute this pitch. I'm yeah. going the belief, yeah. you know, instead of, I want to throw it to the outside corner, it's I'm going to fucking paint the outside corner or I'm going to fucking paint the third of the plate. Um, it's that yeah. belief in yourself. So I was going to say like, at what point did it kind of click? Like, all right. And it's so hard to understand because I barely understood it when I was playing, you know, and I, I played till I was 24. So like, it, it's, it's a constant process, but at what point did it kind of click for you? Like, I just have to trust in my preparation and in myself because I know I'm good enough if I execute. Yeah. I mean, that, that's something we always talk about. Um, it, it's really cool having, like we have, we have former big leaguers. We have Tulo and Houston street, like every day working with us to kind of get their two cents on things. But yeah, 100% just trusting your preparation and trusting yourself. Like, I mean, my job out there is to throw strikes and that that's really all I can do. But I mean, what I'll say along with that is I, I personally don't try to think when I'm on the mound. I just try to play baseball. Like I, I'm not thinking about my mechanics or anything. I'm just in this like flow state. I would guess it sounds pretty stupid, but I'm just in a slow state where I'm just playing baseball. I'm not, I'm not worried about anything else. You know, I'm just going where my mind takes me and that's just throwing strikes and just letting my preparation take me, you know, at the end of the day, that's all you can do. And, don't get too high and don't get fantastic. too low. It's a fantastic response. Beyond wise, beyond your years. Yeah. yeah. Alan, you <laughs> 20 next hey, month. Yeah. Next you month, man. Shit. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. over for you, man. <laughs> 20, um, 20 is kind of. Yeah. Down, um, downhill no, I was going to say it is interesting because, you know, the people that we've had on the show, we've kind of had this mantra of, we've had grinders on the show, right? You know, guys that gone to schools, gotten kicked back, had to go to JUCO or, you know, a, a bunch. Yeah, Juvie, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to have someone like you on the podcast, it's also refreshing because we don't always get to see the other side of it, right? Like, like playing at a premier school like texas the grinding is different the grinding is the expectations that are set for you you know a lot of the schools most college baseball schools don't have high expectations you're you're like there's probably 10 right maybe 10 or so that truly have expectations every year and you go to one of those schools so to have that that wisdom and i'm sure you know teammates older teammates that helped you as well uh, to, to say, look, we can always, we can only do what we, we do. We're here for a reason. We have to believe in that. I would say that's probably something that you're exercising. Meanwhile, some of the smaller schools, you know, I'm sure you probably have heard or can assume what people think about uh, players that go to these big schools. Like they get all the swag, like they're spoiled, yeah. da, 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 da. But it comes with expectations and it comes with a lot. And especially in a yeah. situation like this, it comes with uh, every school, but especially in at these, what have you done for me lately? When next season starts, that zero ERA was last season, you know, and we have a bunch of guys coming in. I yeah. know you said the draft uh, kind of uh, took a lot of, 
the recruits, but you're Texas, so you always have someone. So I think it's very interesting to talk about the the grinding from that as, aspect because eyes are always on you. And you probably had no business. Sure, you were a freshman, but you probably didn't really have any business being that nervous against a JUCO. But like, if you guys lose or get spanked, it's a thing versus any other yeah. division one school or besides that handful, it's just a bad day. So I think yeah. the, I think, yeah, just thanks yeah. for sharing that because the idea of expectations and the grinder mentality, it's not always you had to work your way from the top. Sometimes you got to stay there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, and we had, we kind of got in trouble last year with it because mm -hmm. we went to Omaha, I think in 2018. And then we had the worst season in Texas history in 2019. Uh, and it, it definitely comes with being, I think it's like, I mean, yeah, we get a lot of stuff and like, it's awesome to be there, but you just can't like, you, you got to use your resources. You can't just rely on them. You got to use them. They're there for a reason, but you shouldn't abuse them basically. At, at the end of the day, um, I think these like mid-majors, they're, they're putting in more work. You got, you got to think about it like this. They're putting in more work than you basically with less stuff, kind of. So it's, it's the guy that's like more dedicated to his nutrition that like is just mentally beating you. That's like prepping out his meals. Like he gets like pizza in the, in the mess hall, but he's like figuring his own meals and like doing stuff like that. And, uh, and obviously we have the benefits of like getting healthy food and like all of our stuff is like marinated. They, they map out all of our stuff for us, but you just can't be complacent with us. It's just right. a battle against complacency. And that, that's something I, I never take any of it for granted. Like I'm going to use all this stuff they give me and, you know, I, I, I yeah, I mean, never coming from, you know, it. one of those mid-major schools, you know, I can definitely say that we, when you're looking at, and, you know, I'm 30 now, so I played a while ago, but when you're looking at all those schools, you're like, man, if we had this, we could do X, Y, and Z. Who knows if it's true or not, but from your point of view, it's like, look, we have yeah. this, so we have to do X, Y, and Z because that's why we have it. Yeah, it, it, it comes with the turf. I mean, that that's something that they kind of tell us is like, they can take all this away. Like we have to earn this basically. And that's something that I, I try to take in at least. And I know my teammates do too, but I mean, when I'm in the weight room, when I'm doing all this stuff, like I, I got to earn it. Like this isn't, this isn't just handed out. Like I got, right. that's like everything coach, I K, do, I coach K has done that uh, a couple of times right. Duke where he'll just take away their locker room or take away. Dude, we got, really? we got sent into the visitor's locker room. Like, had a couple of bad practices and he told us. Like, I love that. I, love, I was going to say, I was like, I, during the regular, you guys were 14 and three. So <laughs> you guys one loss and it was, you guys are packing. Um, but no. That's, oh, I do have a, I do have a kind of a, I guess, I don't know if stupid is the right word, but I'm talking to two pitchers. So, okay. So I don't know how this works, right? Like fire away. You get recruited, you get recruited. I'm, I was an outfielder. So it's, Hey, you know, you might play center, might play left, might play right. Really depends. So when you're recruited as a pitcher, I'm assuming, especially going to a place like Texas, you are most of the guys being recruited. They're, they were clearly starters in high school or unless they were just like dope closers. So is it kind of like yeah. the draft in a way? It's like we're going to we have all these pitchers. We don't know who's going to be a starter or close, you know, like a reliever. Or is it like an age thing? Like you were a freshman, so clearly, you know, you were going to start as a reliever. H how does that work? And Orlando, you can speak to it too, because I have no clue. 
mean, that's what Orlando told us in the, I'm not going to call you Orlando, Razzo told us in the summer uh, was we were all coming in as starting pitchers. And like, it, it was definitely like, that was everyone's first taste of it was like, you're, you're at the cream of the crop of the high school guys. These guys were all starting pitchers at their high schools. Some of you guys are going to be relief pitchers. That That's the reality of it. And I, I owned that, especially just like, obviously I was a starting pitcher for the caps and I, I worked, it worked out there, but I mean, you, you gotta, you gotta accept that. And then if your goal is to be a starting pitcher, you got to earn that right back, you know? Um, yeah. So you, everyone comes in as a starting pitcher, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the biggest thing with that is just getting, first of all, you just have to get them to realize, look, this is just how the shit is. Like you're going to be, some guys are going to, you know, your freshman hitters are coming in as three hitters and they're going to be coming in as pinch hitters in college. That's the reality of it. Obviously if they're fucking studs, they'll play the field. You saw that, you know, with many, you see that with many freshmen, but for the most part, you know, you're going to have to adjust to a different role. It's just life. Like that's just how life is. You're going to have to make adjustments. So the best thing that you can do is just embrace that. Like be a fucking weirdo out of the bullpen. You know what I'm saying? Like, embrace that kookiness uh if you're a starter like pace yourself that's when you adjust like well, don't blow your load in the bullpen um i mean yeah. you can elaborate more on it you seem like you had more to say yeah i mean just obviously i was a starter for the the caps but um when i got to ut so a little little background on the spring i got mono like ew a couple weeks right before the season ew. started i don't know if you guys, if you know that Razo, but yeah, i was supposed to be the sunday guy um going into it and then I got mono right before, so I was, like, shut down for a month, basically. Um, actually, not three weeks for the season. It was, like, a month and a half, basically. The protocol, you got to shut down for a month. Um, so I lost my spot, my starting spot, and I basically had to become a reliever, like, right then. Um, I was prepping, like, the whole offseason to be a starter. Um, but like I said, I mean, having Houston Street around, it's, like, one of the best relievers uh, in the game. So I got to learn from him and, like, how he approached every outing that he had and what he did to stay ready. But um, that, that was, like – and I changed myself. I mean, like you said, it's like the pace of being a starting pitcher. And then like, the, I'm going to go out there and shove as hard as I can for these 30 pitches. Like that's all I got basically. Um, so just being, being able to do that, I, I learned how to do that um, this spring. But I mean, just being able, like, I didn't have a bad attitude. Like I'm a starting pitcher. Like I'm not going to throw, throw in these relief innings. Basically. I just like, I changed my game and I, I adapted to the role that was given to me. And then I, I obviously, I, I earned my starting uh, role back towards the end of the thing. Right. I was actually going to start the the series that got canceled. Um, God, I was going to get my first Sunday start. What a we shit. Were <laughs> Such a, you know, I just, I just own the role and then I was going to we switch into the, the starting we role. Robbed. Um, well, before we let you go, I, I do have, it's not really a surprise. You, you know me, I'm a little weird. Um, and I, I told Alan about this. I, I, I stumbled across and Alan, do you have anything else by the way? Um, fire away. Uh, just what, what no, I, I'm just so so interested in what is about so to come out I, now. I mean, I feel like right now we just kind of have to have uh, an appreciation uh, for the game, even as you know much of a shit show Major League Baseball is right now. I, I think we just got to come together and appreciate the game. So I found an, I stumbled across an article on Barstool the other day, and it talked about the old rules of baseball, like in the 1880s and stuff like that. And these were some of these rules. And, and so now I want to ask you a question after this, Pete, but I just want to go over some of these rules with you guys and, and get your guys' thoughts. There was six balls in 1888. Six balls was a walk. 
they did didn't know what really a home run was and what wasn't so they just eyeballed it and like would just see if it was a home run and hitters could request where the ball was to be thrown like from the umpire and then my cousin my cousin this is why baseball is is great because we can talk about this shit like that happened so long ago this is like like barely post-civil war um and the the last one was i'm looking it up right now so don't move a muscle um yeah so they didn't know what a home run oh oh my cousin was telling me the other day a guy when Ty Cobb was playing disagreed with an umpire's call. He left the game. He came back with a gun and just shot the umpire. <laughs> so I just want to know kind of what, what are your guys thoughts? And if you could implement some of these, I, I wouldn't call, I don't think players should be able to shoot the umpire, but, <laughs> but like if, if you guys could come up with you know any rules to just throw in there there's all this the cba is getting worked out so if you guys were the commissioner what kind of rules would you guys throw in there get that rid of the drop third strike must. that's like a yeah that's what that, that's what i would say that's a pretty known one okay. i as, think as a pitcher but if you if you're uh, actually, since I'm a pitcher, if you're from a hitter's perspective, if a, if a if a pitcher hit me anywhere below the knees and above the shoulders, then that hitter should have to hit next inning against that pitch that hitter that got in. Does that make sense? So that pitcher should have to essentially <laughs> face off against yeah. the guy that he hit either in the shins or above the shoulders. I think we should take the hockey approach and. Just let brawls happen, just one on ones. You know, let them take a timeout. Let them get like a five minute penalty. Like two outfielders. In the game, bring in like another pitcher, and then let them go back. <laughs> but yeah, may, <laughs> designate your fighter. You know, have a little like in the on deck circle. Just have a little scrap, and it'll get the team team rallied up. The fans will love it. I, I think that's the move for baseball. Yeah. I, um. <laughs> no. Yeah. You really did. You really did come out of left field with that one. I would say. Um, I would say basically, look, if you're going to throw, if you're going, you can only get one, one, and, I'm, and I got two pitchers here, okay? <laughs> if you're under the three batter, you cannot start, under the four batter, because that's cleanup, you cannot start the at bat with an off speed pitch. It has to be a fastball. Has to be. That, that's cheating. Hey, I do it. You're like, hey, I just I, took that, some off secret. the fastball. See what you got to be doing, <laughs> and, and we'll let you go here in a second. Um, what you got to be doing, you got to do the old, uh, the old show curveball, like do one of these, just rattle them, and then throw a fastball, and then like kind of yeah. maybe show a curveball, <laughs> throw a curveball. Maybe that, maybe that's the move. Just do it for every single pitch. Like just get in the hitter's hitter's brain. Just like show him something every right. single time. It's like, is he telling right. me the that truth would, on this uh, one? Or? Man. <laughs> Appreciate you joining us. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, Orlando. Yeah, thanks pleasure for to, pleasure ending, to ending that one. Hot, hot with fire right there, buddy. Dude, I, I just – I stumbled across it, and I had to. I had to. I, you know, I couldn't just hold back on that. But, uh, Pete, you're welcome anytime now um, and, and ever. Uh, I, it's a shame that it took so long to have you on, but obviously happy to have you on and uh, – Good luck getting ready. What, what are you doing to get ready, by the way? 
this summer. Yeah. I'm trying to work out every day, keep my conditioning up. Um, yeah, playing catch, I'm throwing some pens. They want us throwing like, I, they want me throwing 15 innings uh, this July, just kind of get a little summer, summer action. Nice. Some like live ABs, stuff like that, but we're not playing summer ball. Um, just how are you going to yeah, get live get ready ABs? For the fall. It's just, uh, I mean, oh, it, that's Texas right. Cause they had looser, the, uh, just like that collegiate, the CSBI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The CSBI. Yeah. yeah. And then, some of my local buddies, you know, are are hitters too, and they want nice. to get some maybe's in. So they're more than yep. two, and then I can just destroy destroy their confidence. So we'll figure it out. We're pitchers. We we find plyo walls with hey, anything, man. man. You're we can, uh, we can you're do that anything. type of resilient kid. So uh, another grinder, another yeah. grinder. Piece <laughs> here. Anyway, man, really thank you again for coming on. You're welcome on anytime, and uh, we'll talk soon. We'll be in touch. Yeah. Uh, I look forward thanks, to it. Thanks, man. Forward to it, guys. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you what, Orlando, you crazy son of a gun. You did it again. Great guest. Pete Hansen, everyone. Look out for him. He's going to be hot on the streets, hot on the mound. Texas, hook him horns, baby. Orlando, what do you got for the good people? Uh, please tweet at us and, and tell us, you know, how this interview went. Tell us what you think of Pete. He is. He's going to be special, folks. He's going to be special. Look to hear his name as the uh, as a classic draft eligible freshman next year, a draft el- eligible go. sophomore the year after. Two time freshman, two time freshman All American. That that's amazing. Gonna, by the way, that, we have to so give him those cool. uh, the Ben Simmons the Ben Simmons jokes like rookie of the yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> not a real rookie. Just make the t shirts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Not a real freshman. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, yeah. tweeted us if you uh, just tweeted us, yeah, at Orazo. Yep, at the underscore Styles Files. And Styles with an I. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, might have a guest next week. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Thanks, guys. See you Straight soon. Talk to you. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.